It's time now for Spears on Sports with John Spears, presented by M&M Carnage. And now, here's Johnny. I made it to Tuesday. Welcome into Spears on Sports, presented by M&M Carnage. John Spears in studio. It is Tuesday, May 10th. Still recovering from Derby weekend. M&M Carnage hotline is open, 502-384-1450. If you'd like to join in on the conversation, 384 384- 1450, or you can hit me up on the Thornton's text line at 502-414-1450. And don't forget that Thornton's is the perfect stop for all the best pick-me-up items you need to get your day started, like fresh coffee and delicious donuts. Visit our friends at Thornton's and hit me up on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. NBA playoffs, deep into it now. we got a couple of game fives tonight and 2-2 serieses. The Celtics regain home court advantage last night in Milwaukee. Uh, Memphis not so lucky at Golden State. They give up a big uh, big lead after three quarters. Comeback win for the Golden State Warriors to take a 3-1 lead in that series. We'll talk about that. Big game for Louisville baseball at home tonight against Indiana. Bellarmine on the road again in baseball to take on Tennessee. That's twice this year they've gone down to take on the number one team in the country. Nick Curran, uh, Bats, voice of Bats Radio, play-by-play voice for the Louisville Bats, will join me in about 15 minutes. We'll talk about the recent road trip that the Bats uh, went on. They were 4-1 and one in Indianapolis. Uh, they'll be back home tonight to start a six-game set with Toledo, the Mud Hens in town, 635 first pitch, 605 pregame right here on the Big Axe. We'll talk to Nick about uh, not only the Bats, but the Reds, who are hot. Three out of four now. Beat Milwaukee last night 10-5. to five. Louis Castillo got his first start. He looked pretty darn good. He looked good in his rehab uh, rehab performance uh, for the Bats. So we'll talk to Nick about that. How difficult is it for manager Pat Kelly? You get somebody playing well like Albert Almora. You get him for a week and a half, two weeks. Boom, the Reds bring him up. You get a guy like Ronnie Dawson hitting the ball well. Boom, the Reds bring him up. Boom, the Reds send him back down. Boom, we got another illness, injury, COVID te- positive test. Let's bring him back up. Got to be hard to put a lineup together. I'm exhausted today. I'm exhausted. My grandson, Owen, his daycare is out because one of the little toddlers uh, tested positive for COVID, or a teacher did. We're not sure who it was. Somebody tested positive for COVID, so we got a whole week with the little guy. Now, I didn't have him yesterday. Uh, his dad had him yesterday, but he had him today, got him tomorrow. Probably his other grandparents will get him Thursday. We'll have him Friday. Oh, man. Too old. I'm just too old. We had we had chocolate waffles. I'm, I'm not a great... Um, I'm not a great grandparent when it comes to not giving him everything he wants. I mean, that's just me. You want a waffle? Here's a waffle. You want an M&M? Here's an M&M. You want some chocolate chip cookies? Good. There's egg in that, right? There's there's egg, wheat. He'll be fine. Yeah. I can't give him peanut butter. He's got peanut allergy. I can't give him peanut butter. That much I know. We watched The Emperor's New Groove one and a half, one and a quarter times today. Watched it. He loved it. Can we watch it again, Pop Pop? Sure. Why not? Got about a quarter of the way through before he got bored and wanted to go play with some some toys, shoot some baskets on his little Fisher Price go. He's three and a half now. 
And three and a half means he can open doors. He can run away from you. He can jump on top of you when you're trying to get a 20-second cat nap and you're not paying attention. And I am beat to death. And guess what? Grandma's home with him now. I'll be home at 1.30 to be with him some more, have some more fun. Mom will pick him up about 5.15. And Pop-Pop will be ready to go to bed about 6.30 tonight. But there's nothing better. I will say that. There's nothing better. All right, we start with the NBA playoffs last night. The Celtics were not in necessarily a must-win situation, but it was close. It was close. You're down 2-1. You've given up home court. If you lose in Milwaukee, you're down 3-1 in a seven-game series. That's very difficult to come back from. But they played great. They played defense like they played defense all year. And Al Horford, come on down. Al Horford, journeyman, former Celtic, went to the Sixers, had a couple of stops in between, is back with the Celtics, and they needed him last night. He had a playoff career-high 30 points. He had eight rebounds, and he had big buckets down the stretch when uh, guarded by Giannis Antetokounmpo and Brooke Lopez and some other Milwaukee Bucks. Al Horford was a force that could not be denied last night. Jason Tatum, I said this on the show yesterday, he he has to be great. He has to have a good game. He can't have a bad game. He can't have a mediocre game. He has to have good games every time out for the Celtics to win. 30 points, 13 rebounds, five assists last night. Jason Tatum was great. He was great Jason Tatum. Now, they can get by with not great Jalen Brown or not great Al Horford or not great Marcus Smart. They can't get by without great Jason Tatum. Brown and Smart combined for 18 points. Giannis was Giannis. He had 34, 18 18 rebounds, five assists. He's incredible. He should have been the MVP. Everybody talks about how Joel Embiid got snubbed here. Nikola Jokic has won the MVP on a team that – only made it through five playoff games or whatever it was. They're out. This is a regular season award. I want to remind everybody of that. This is a regular season award. It's a shame that the powers that be wait until the middle of round two of the playoffs to announce it. It'll officially be announced, I think, tomorrow. It leaked out yesterday that Jokic was going to win it. But in the regular season... He may deserve it. 27 points. I read off the numbers yesterday. Analytically, there's no question he was the best player in the league. Analytically speaking. Analytics weren't a thing 10 years ago when we were naming MVPs. But he averaged 27 points, nearly 14 rebounds, nearly 8 assists. Denver got bounced from the playoffs. He had very little help. Jamal Murray never played all year long. Michael Porter got hurt early in the year. He didn't play much. And Jokic had to carry that team, and he carried them to a sixth-place finish in the West and a playoff spot. Everybody and his brother keeps telling me, or I keep hearing from them, that they voted for Joel Embiid. Well, if everybody voted for Joel Embiid, how did Nikola Jokic win the MVP? Right? Brian Windhorst, ESPN, voted for him. 
Um, I heard another analyst. Uh, uh, oh, who was it? Um, Tim Legler. Tim Legler, ESPN. He voted for him. Everybody says they voted for Embiid. Well, how did he lose then? Somebody had to vote for Jokic. But the guy that maybe should have won it for the third time in four years was Giannis Antetokounmpo. 29.9 points a game, so 30. 11 and a half rebounds a game, nearly six assists per game. That's not a deep roster either. Chris Middleton got hurt in the playoffs, but Chris Middleton's the second best player on the team. After that, everybody is a B player or or worse. Drew Holiday maybe a B plus. I mean, you got guys named Portis and Connaughton and Allen and Matthews and Lopez. It's not a great roster. Not a great roster. But Giannis is the best player in the game right now. No apologies to LeBron, obviously. No apologies to Luka. No apologies to Embiid or Jokic or Tatum. The best player in the game, the most exciting player to watch in the game, is Giannis Antetokounmpo. And he was great again last night. The Celtics were just a little bit better, and they needed to be a little bit better because you can't go down 3-1. It's not a death sentence, but it's close. Great defense, especially in that fourth quarter, especially toward the end of that game. Uh, Celtics won the fourth quarter, by the way, 43-28. to That's a theme here from last night. Teams were losing after the third quarter, had big fourth quarters to win. 43-28 to last night, fourth quarter for the Celtics. They were down seven at the end of a quarter. They were down one at halftime. They were down seven at the end of three quarters. But they pl- continue to play defense and frustrate you. Marcus Smart, Defensive Player of the Year. Took a late charge from Antetokounmpo. Smart found a mismatch down low and and made a couple of floating seven-foot jump shots, I guess you would call them, to uh, keep Milwaukee at bay. Tatum made a big play. Horford hit a big three. They all contributed, but Tatum has to be great. And he'll try again. Game five is Wednesday in Boston. They've got home court again. They're back in TD Garden. 7 o'clock on TNT. As we speak, Boston is a a five-and-a-half-point favorite at home on Wednesday night, tomorrow night. And I give the – look, I'm a Celtic fan. I'm a Celtic apologist. I told you to bet Milwaukee tonight. Anytime I can get Milwaukee against anybody at home, only given a point, I'm going to take them. I don't care who's coming through that door. Unless it's the ninety, the nineteen ninety eight Chicago Bulls, I don't care who's coming through that door. I'm taking Giannis and Milwaukee at home, giving a point every day, twice on Sunday. It was a loser. My other loser was Golden State. They won the game, and had they played the first three quarters like they played the fourth quarter, I'd been it would have been a profitable deal. 101 to 98, come from behind win for Golden State. They take a 3 1 lead over Memphis in the series. 39 29, fourth quarter. The theme continues. Lock the other team down a little bit and make some shots. 
Golden State missed their first 15 three-pointers last night. I was watching that game. The halftime score was 41 to 38. Halftime. That sounds like a college game. 41-38, Memphis led it by three. They led it by seven going to the fourth quarter. Each team that lost last night led by seven heading into the fourth quarter. Steph Curry had his usual 32 points, five rebounds, eight assists, but he also was four for 14 from three-point land. As I mentioned, they missed their first 15. Golden State was nine of 37 from distance last night. This was the game, and John Morant didn't play because of the knee issue. He'll probably play in game five. But with him out, that's why the spread was 10. With him out, that's why I said give the 10. Milwaukee came to play. Steven Adams, remember Steven Adams, the big guy who basically got benched when uh, Memphis decided to go with a smaller lineup in their previous series against Minnesota? Well, they stuck with it until they said, well, we don't have John Morant. Who are we putting in? Let's put Steven Adams back in. He had 10 points and 15 rebounds. He was good, Steven Adams. He kept them in the game last night. Kept them in front in the game for most of the night. Jaron Jackson Jr. had 21. Tyus Jones filling in at the point guard for Morant at 19 points. Six rebounds, five assists. And the Grizzlies are going to look back on this one if they don't win this series, and they probably won't now, down 3-1, and say, that's the game. That's the one. We had it stolen, and we let it get away. We had it in our grasp. Game five is tomorrow night at Memphis, 9-30. Golden State on the road, three-point favorite. John Morant is questionable. I think he'll play. You're down 3-1. There's uh, there's no game if you're down 4-1, you're done. I think he'll play. We'll see if he plays. They need him to play. Because last night, and I said this yesterday on the show, the focus for Memphis is to stick together, stick together, slow the game down, make it a dogfight. They did that. And steal it right there at the end. They did everything but the last thing I mentioned. Steal it at the end. And now they go back home as a three-point underdog. I think that if Morant plays in game five, I think it'll be more like a pick by the time uh, the game rolls around tomorrow night. So if you think he's going to play, maybe you go bet Memphis right now. Take the points. If you don't think he's going to play, maybe you go take Golden State and give the points. I'll have that advice tomorrow. 0 for 2 last night, so Buckster from Shively probably made a little money yesterday. Congratulations to you, Buckster. All right, we got, uh, we'll talk Reds, baseball. I don't know how they beat Milwaukee, but they did. And they've got a little little uh, hop in their step now, I guess you would say. The Reds are hot. <sighs> they got to get really hot. Tom Brady has a job after he decides to quit playing. We'll tell you what that is. The new sport on the uh, on the minds and hearts of all media members now is Formula One racing. Not me, by the way. But I'll tell you why. I don't really understand it. But, you know, maybe, 
Maybe it's going to catch on. It seems to be catching on. We'll recap what happened in Major League Baseball last night, tell you about what's going on today in the game as well. All that and more. Nick Curran joins me after the break. You're listening to Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X. Welcome back, Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage. John Spears in studio. Eminem Cartage hotline still open, 384 1450. If you'd like to join in on the conversation, it's 384-1450. Thornton's text line open as well, 502-414-1450. Download Thornton's Refreshing Rewards app today for great offers and savings on fuel every day. That's the Thornton's Refreshing Rewards app, and hit me up on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Tom Brady going to be the lead analyst for Fox NFL Sunday Games, the lead game analyst, uh, after he retires. So, Maybe 10 years from now? I don't know. I don't know if he's ever going to retire. Let's go to the Eminem Cartage Hotline, bring in the play-by-play radio voice of the Louisville Bats, Nick Curran. How are you today, Nick? Doing well, John. How are you? I'm doing well. It's good to be back home. First question. It, it is. Very good to be back home. Long long road trip, but uh, but a good one. So, Do you miss the Derby because you're on the road, I'm assuming, every year, right? Yeah, we are on the derb, uh, on the road for the Derby every year. It's one of the one of the things that we have to block out every year because uh, hotels would probably be difficult to come by for for visiting teams <laughs> uh, to, to be home, and I don't think many people would be at the games either. Uh, so yeah, we're we're always on the road. We were in Indianapolis this year. Uh, I have been in Toledo, and I guess Toledo and India are the two main places I've been for Derby over over the years. Um. Did, now, when thunder's going on, I know the air show's going on. You're trying to broadcast the game. Do you check out the airplanes? Do you are you able to focus enough to have uh, to do double duty there? Check out the planes and call a baseball game. Yeah, I try to uh, try to see. We uh, some of them fly over at an angle such that from the uh, from the press box we can't really see them, but. Uh, the ones we can try to always have the uh, the schedule pulled up so it can try to fill people in on on what is flying over in theory at that time. So that's always one of the yearly traditions, finding that schedule and and trying to kind of follow it so uh, so we can follow the air show a little bit. Do you hang out for thunder or is it uh, I'm gonna go home and just watch it from the house? Uh, I try to get out of there as soon as humanly possible. <laughs> yeah, uh, I uh, I was gone about six o'clock this year, luckily. Uh, having a baby was kind of a get out of thunder free card for me. They there let me leave. Uh, most of the staff has to stay, and um, sounds like it wasn't too bad. But I've been there until like one one thirty two before. Uh, definitely prefer at this point to get out of there. All right, the bats uh, won four out of five in Indianapolis. Had a rain out uh, mixed in there. What is this team doing well now that it didn't do earlier? Uh, a couple of things. I think that. Uh, the the pitching is really coming along, particularly the starting pitching. They've they've gotten some some rock solid starts out of a a number of guys. Graham Ashcraft has been pretty good all year. One of the top pitching prospects in the Reds organization. He had another uh, good outing on Sunday, helping uh, to to win that series with the win on Sunday. Um, so so starting pitching's been good. Connor Overton turned in some really good starts. He's in the big leagues now, part of that Reds rotation. Um, Randy Wynn had a really good start in Columbus. Ben Lively's been solid. It, that, that to me, has been one of the, the big things. And, and pitching in general, for the most part, the bullpen's been really good, too. Um, 
lately, and, and that's really come around. Uh, and, and the other thing is they've just hit the ball better. And, and I think as the temperatures have warmed up a little bit, this is what we expected. Um, it's, a, it's a roster filled with guys who have hit wherever they've been before if they haven't been to AAA, oh, and also filled with a lot of guys who have been to AAA and who have hit when they've been there. So you knew it was going to come around. Uh, it, it has started to do that. The offense has really gotten going the last couple of weeks, and, and that's another big reason for, for a lot of wins. Uh, Louis Castillo got a rehab start and pitched very well. He got uh, he started for the Reds last night, pitched well again. Um, what was it like having Louis Castillo uh, to call that game and have him uh, put up some good numbers? Yeah, he had a couple of good rehab starts with the bats, one in Columbus and then one uh, in Indy this past week and and he was really solid in both and it's fun to watch him pitch i mean he has uh electric stuff mid 90s on the fastball and of course the change up is the pitch he's most known for and you can really see that sharp um in, in both outings and and uh not surprised to see him get back in there and have a good one last night and kept them right in it and they went on to eventually win that game against a really good brewers team so uh yeah and i think what we saw from him in a couple of rehab starts is kind of what we saw last night, uh, maybe running out of gas a little bit as he gets into the later stages of the start, just sure. because um, he's coming back from injury and, and not completely stretched out yet. And, and, and spring training being different for everybody with the lockout and everything. Um, so I don't think that's a surprise, but, but when he's been sort of at his full gas tank, he has been really sharp from what I've seen. So uh, I think that's a good sign. Talking to Nick Kern, Bats play-by-play voice, radio voice of Bats play-by-play right here on the Big X. You can listen to Nick tonight as the Bats return home to take on the Toledo Mud Hen 635 first pitch, 605 pregame right here on the Big X. Uh, how difficult is it for Pat Kelly when uh, the Reds are calling up Albert Almora, who's playing well down in Louisville? Now they call up Ronnie Dawson. They send him back down. They call him back up. I mean, I know it's the life of a AAA manager, but how difficult is it right now for uh, Pat Kelly? Because it seems like a revolving door. It is, and I think he's accustomed to that from having a lot of years in AAA, as you mentioned. It's uh, it's kind of the thing at AAA. But uh, I think something that all managers are dealing with at this level, as opposed to previous years but before 2021, uh, large roster sizes. You could have a basically 33 guys on your roster, which is a huge number of players. So trying to find playing time for everybody, get all the pitchers work. That's a real challenge. Uh, And then, you know, as you mentioned, guys coming and going and trying to get in some sort of a rhythm with a lineup is tough too, because of that. And also because of how many players there are, and there might be a bunch of guys you're trying to get in there, uh, but there's only so many slots every night. So, um, I, I think that's the biggest challenge, just the, the sheer number of guys that, that are that are there. Um, and, and I think he's mentioned kind of jokingly, but but also I think it's actually the case. Uh, a couple of different times this year, guys have gotten called up, and he's like, well, that's good. That's, that's less guys I have to find a spot for. <laughs> um, so in, in some cases, I think it's been a positive because, um, you know, it, it, gets, it gets pretty crowded. You wonder if he ever looks down there for a pinch hitter and, uh, like, the bench coach says, uh, he's in Cincinnati. Yeah, I mean, there there are days, especially last year, where he would joke, who's on my team today? <laughs> uh, and so, uh, mostly joking, but I think, mostly. you know, a kernel, a nugget of truth in that a little bit. Like, hey, uh, there's just so many guys coming and going, it's hard to keep up. Dollar menu night tonight, uh, peanut allergy awareness night as well uh, on this Tuesday night. Who's uh, starting, who's getting the, the ball for the bats tonight? 
Uh, it will be Mike Miner. He is slated, I believe, to start on rehab. I don't yeah. know if I was supposed to say that yet, but uh, uh, yeah, he's breaking <laughs> he's news gonna, right here. There you go. He's going to get the ball, making a rehab start. Um, I'm not expecting him to go very long. It's right. his first one. He had a rehab assignment earlier this year, got called off of it, his first appearance back. Um, so it's going to be him. And then I think Raver San Martin, who was uh, optioned by the Reds a couple of weeks ago, never really got a chance to pitch because of the rain out in Indianapolis. Um, I think he's going to back up Miner tonight. So you'll get to see a, a couple of guys that uh, that are pretty interesting as, as in terms of following the Reds goes. Uh, San Martin trying to get right after a rough go of it starting in that rotation. And then obviously minor trying to get healthy. So, uh, so exciting, exciting to see what, what comes of uh, the mountain performances tonight. And everybody talked about the Reds, who they got rid of in the off season, but Mike Miner's a guy they brought in and expected him to, uh, you know, be a every, every fifth day guy in that rotation, right? Yeah, they, they sure did. And I think he will be once he gets, gets back healthy. And, and I believe when they traded, for him and, and landed him, I, I think they kind of knew he was not going to be ready to go at the the beginning of the year, and so uh, working through that, and yeah. um, you know that that's been the theme for this team. I think they've got more guys on the injured list than anybody in the big leagues, and it just keeps happening. Uh, whether it's been the the sickness slash COVID injured list or or you know actual injuries, whatever the case may be, uh, it, it's <laughs> I don't know. You know, in addition to, to having a tough go of it early in the year, I, I don't know that there's been a team more affected by injuries than than the Reds. Yeah. So uh, certainly trying to get Castillo back was big, and trying to get minor part of that rotation will be important. Uh, they need to get Nick Lodolo back, who obviously they were figuring to be an, another piece of that starting rotation. Jose Barrero, in my mind, is a superstar caliber shortstop and has the look and and certainly all the ability to be a superstar at the major league level. He's been out all year. Um, there's just, you can just go through the list. So uh, that's a big thing. Just trying to get healthy uh, would help that team a lot. Um, and, and certainly uh, they could use, yeah, you know, more games against the pirates too. <laughs> I'm not gonna, I don't want to jinx it, but it looks like you're going to have great weather this week. It certainly does. And that's going to be a big thing. Uh, throughout the week so come on out first time in a couple of weeks and the first time we've had like summer ish temperatures uh consistently so uh get out tonight through sunday it's 6 35 tonight through thursday and then 705 on friday and saturday fireworks after both the friday and saturday games and i gotta uh, i gotta talk about saturday because these yeah. are these are my favorites marvel superhero night dr strange jerseys have you seen these they things look- yet I have. They look really good. A lot of the uh, a lot of the specialty jerseys don't look great. These are these are pretty sharp looking. Um, I, I think fans are going to be interested to see them. They're going to be auctioned off for charity uh, after the game or in the weeks ensuing. So you can go to batsbaseball.com if you want to bid on them. Uh, Spider Man will be there. Meet and greets with Spider Man. So that's a big part of it on Saturday as well. Um, it'll be a it'll be a cool day and uh, looking forward to uh, to all the Marvel superhero nights this year and. Uh, fireworks post game. It doesn't get any better than that. All right, Nick. Well, listen, have a good week. Get some wins in the book here for the uh, Louisville Bats, and we'll uh, listen to you intently on the radio if we can't make it out to Sluggerfield. Thank you, buddy. Thanks, John. Appreciate it. Nick Curran, play-by-play voice of the Louisville Bats right here on the Big X. Again, the Bats open a six-game set with Toledo tonight. The Mudhens come to town. First game, 635 tonight, 605 pregame. Marvel Superhero Night Saturday. The Doctor Strange jerseys. The new Doctor Strange movie just came out. 
Uh, and we've seen them do these jerseys. And now Nick said some of them don't look. I think they all look great. I think they all look great. Um, but uh, I didn't finish reading this. There's a uh, fans can also purchase tickets to a special pregame pizza party with Spider-Man. He's going to be there all night meeting fans, posing for pictures during the game, and that's presented by our friends at Texas Roadhouse. But, uh, look, if you're a Marvel Marvel Universe fan, and I am, by the way, um, I, I'm leaving at 5 the next morning to drive to Destin on Sunday. So I don't know how late I can be out uh, that night, but I'm not, I'm not missing that. I'm not missing it. Marvel Superhero Night on Saturday. I will take a break, come back with more. We'll uh, give you a couple winners in the NBA tonight. Philadelphia-Miami Game 5, Dallas-Phoenix Game 5. Both those series are tied at two games apiece. Miami going to be missing a, a, a big cog in their lineup. He played in Game 4, maybe re-injured his left hamstring. Kyle Lowry has now been ruled out for the game tonight for Miami. It hasn't affected the uh, point spread as of yet. Uh, Dallas and Phoenix in game two, both home teams in both series have won every game. Miami was up 2-0. Phoenix was up 2-0. Philadelphia won their two games at home. Now they go back to Miami. Dallas won their two games at home. Now they go back to Phoenix. So uh, we'll get you a couple winners there. Talk a little bit about the Reds, a little more about the Reds, who've won three out of four. Tom Brady, Formula One. We've got local baseball tonight at Jim Patterson Stadium. All that and a Major League Baseball roundup as well. You're listening to Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X. Welcome back. Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage. John Spears in studio. Eminem Cartage hotline is still open, 502-384-1450. If you'd like to join in on the conversation, 384-1450. Anything you want to talk about is fine with me. The Thornton's text line open as well, 502-414-1450. By the way, the Big X golf cards are ready. The card features Chariot Run, Old Capital Golf Club, Elk Run, Valley View, and Christmas Lake in Santa Claus, Indiana. You can play these great courses for under $25 a round with the 2022 Big X Sports Radio golf card. Get yours today. You can go to BigXSportsRadio.com or you can call 812-725-1457. Again, Chariot Run, Old Capital Golf Club, Elk Run, Valley View, Christmas Lake, under $25 around, cart included. Supply is limited, so get yours today. I just saw Tom Brady's contract, post-playing career contract with Fox, or I saw a report of what it's worth. I didn't see the whole contract. Ten years. Now, this is to be a game analyst, the lead game analyst on Fox, which means he'll probably be paired with Kevin Hart, uh, Kevin uh, Burkhart, Kevin Burkhart, who's taking over for Joe Buck at Fox as their lead play-by-play -play guy. Ten years, three hundred and seventy-five million dollars. <sighs> Tom Brady's got a pretty good life. He's got a pretty good life going. Ten years, three seventy-five mil. Now he will be on the road, probably Friday through Sunday every weekend. To call a game, that's tough. That's tough for 10, 10 years, 375 mil. And when's it going to start? That's the question. Is he done after this coming season with Tampa, or is he going to 
retire and unretire again? Will he have gray, a lot of gray hair? Will he have white hair by the time he retires? Will he ever retire? Really? Is he a cyborg? A lot of questions about Tommy. But that contract, that, uh, that sets the bar here because Romo got paid first. Troy Aikman was with Fox for a while, and then Tony Romo came along on CBS, paired with Jim Nance. A couple of years in, he got paid. He got paid. So Troy wanted to get paid. Well, Troy is now with Joe Buck. I guess, did they go to ESPN? I think they went to Monday Night Football. ESPN. Al Michaels has gone to, I think, Amazon for the Amazon Prime Games. Kevin Burkhart promoted with Joe Buck leaving Fox as the number one guy. Jim Nance, of course, the number one guy at CBS. I don't know who NBC is going to get. Maybe Mike Tirico just slides right into that Sunday night football job. But the bar just keeps getting higher with these analyst salaries. Romo got paid. Troy Aikman was upset about it. He got paid. And now Brady really got paid. Ten years, three. I can't can't quit looking at the numbers. Tom Brady has never been an analyst as far as I can. Remember, on an NFL football game. They don't even know if he can do it. Now, I'm sure they've talked to him. I'm sure they've put him in scenarios when uh, said, hey, uh, what would you say if this happened? What are you going to say if this happened? All right, we're going to show you a play, and we want you to analyze it at the end of the play. If they haven't done that, then they haven't done their due diligence. And if they haven't done that, I hope he's terrible. I mean, that's mean-spirited, but I hope he's terrible. He's good at everything. He's Tom Brady. Can he be bad at something? Just be bad at this. Take your ten million, take your uh, ten years and your three hundred seventy-five million, and just be awful. <sighs> Tommy, 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 Tommy. All right, a uh, couple of games tonight. I know Buckster and uh, Shavley's listening for this. Philadelphia at Miami, seven thirty TNT series tied at two games apiece. Kyle Lowry will be out tonight with left hamstring tightness. He won't play for the Heat. He tried to make a go of it Thursday. He didn't play great, but he, you know, you gave him some minutes. He's a smart player. He's a leader on that team. Bam uh, Adebayo did not play well in game three. He had 21 points in game four. Tyler Hero was just average in games three and four. Those two guys got to play better. The Kentucky products have to play better. Joel Embiid did not play the first two games. Miami owned Philadelphia. Joel Embiid did play the next two games. Philadelphia owned Miami. And James Harden had 31. And I didn't mention this the other day. He was scoreless in the first quarter of that game. He was scoreless. He finished with 31 in game four. Uh, I don't know if he took some Nugenics or uh, Frank Thomas stopped by and gave him some. I don't know what happened. But. Good James MVP James Harden showed up in the last three quarters of Game Four. Miami's a two and a half point favorite. The home game, the home team has won and covered, I believe, every game here. I'm going to stick with that. I'm going to go with Miami. I'm going to give the two and a half here. Jimmy Butler had 40 in the loss uh, on Sunday. He got to get some help, and I go to Bam and I go to to Tyler Hero. I go to those guys. I say I need some help. Got to give me a little help. With Kyle Lowry out, got to give me some help. Kyle Tucker or uh, P.J. Tucker, you got to hit some threes. 
So give me Miami minus the two and a half tonight. 10 o'clock, Dallas at Phoenix. That series also tied at two games apiece. Also, the home team has won every game. Phoenix is a six-point favorite tonight. Chris Paul in game three had seven turnovers. In game four, he was in foul trouble, played terrible. Uh, he's a, he's one of the best. And when you're one of the best, you usually bounce back from a subpar performance. I'm taking Phoenix and giving the six. I think they're going to try to do what they did in games one and two defensively. In games one and two, they said, Luca, we don't care how many points you score. Nobody else is going to help. And they won those games. In games three and four, Luca got a bunch of help from some guys. Dorian Finney-Smith, Jalen Brunson, Maxi Kleber. He got some help. I think Phoenix is going to go back to saying, Luca, you can yeah, do what you do. These other guys are not going to beat us. I'm taking Phoenix and giving the six. I gave the points in both games last night and lost them both. So I'm going to give the points in both games tonight as well. There you go. Um, all right. Did anybody watch the Formula One race on Saturday? or I don't even know what day it was. It was in Miami. First time, uh, uh, Joe Robbie Stadium. It went outside of Joe Robbie Stadium or whatever that Hard Rock Stadium, whatever it's called now. Formula One's big internationally, and it got bigger from the Netflix series uh, called Drive to Survive. And people are now interested in F1. It's been around forever. Formula One racing has been around forever, mostly internationally. Most of the time, you can turn on, in fact, you can turn on ESPN on a Sunday morning at 8.30, and there's usually an F1 race from across the pond being broadcast from somewhere, Italy, Germany, wherever. There's usually a Formula One race, 8.30 on Sunday morning. Maybe it's Saturday morning. I think it's Sunday morning, though. And this race in Miami, first one in Miami, it was from the blimp, it was gorgeous. Gorgeous. Now, look, it's a car race. It's a car race. I don't watch much NASCAR. But when I do, I'm looking for wrecks. F1, they don't have as many wrecks as NASCAR. But that's all I'm watching for. It's a it's a road track, so they're they're, you know, there's a lot of turns, left turns, right turns. It's not just NASCAR oval. It's a road course. And I don't know anybody other than the name Lewis Hamilton, who is apparently the GOAT. He's the Tom Brady of Formula One racing. He's the Michael Jordan. He's the um, David Beckham. Why do I mention those names? It's because they were all there in Miami. It was a star-studded event to watch. The, the Serena and Venus Williams were there. Um, Paolo Bancaro, who will probably be the number one pick in the NBA draft, was there. Brady, I mentioned. David Beckham. Bex, they were all there. Dan Marino gave out the trophy and a Dolphins helmet to Lewis Hamilton or to, uh, I don't even know the guy's name. His last name was Van Gerson or something like that. But uh, Dan Marino gave out the trophy, gave out a Dolphins helmet to the winner after the race. This sport is becoming bigger. Part of it is the Netflix documentary, which I have not watched. 
called Drive to Survive. It's, it was a series, a docu-series, not just a documentary. And, you know, sometimes this is how these sports, all of a sudden everybody wants to watch. All of a sudden everybody says, hey, it's pretty cool. Well, Tom Brady's watching. LeBron's there. He's watching. Michael Jordan's there. Mike was there. He's watching. I got to see this. I'm not interested in it, but I am fascinated by the fact that people all of a sudden just want to watch this thing that's been going on for years. It's been on ESPN every Saturday morning or Sunday morning at 8.30 a.m. when you roll out of bed and turn the TV on. Let's watch SportsCenter. Oh, it's not SportsCenter. It's a, some sort of, and here's what you say. It's some sort of car race. Some sort of car race from uh, overseas. Jeez. But here, here's what happens, though. When you get Brady there and Jordan there and Beckham there and the Williams sisters, people go, oh, this must be something. This must be something. I've watched the Ryder Cup for years. But when Michael Jordan shows up at the Ryder Cup, now people go, I'm going to watch the Ryder Cup. Michael's there. He's there to watch it. It must be exciting. That's what happens. All right, Indiana baseball at Louisville tonight, uh, 6 o'clock if you're looking for something to do. IU and Louisville, 6 p.m. at Jim Patterson Stadium. That should be a good one. Those are two good baseball teams. Bellarmine is on the road tonight to take on Tennessee for the second time this season. So the baseball team has learned from Scott Davenport on the basketball team, we'll play anybody, anywhere. Middle of the week, sure, we'll come to Knoxville twice this season to play the number one team in the country. I love it. I absolutely love it. All right, the Reds have won three out of four. I guess technically they're hot, question mark. They're still six and twenty-three. They're still six and twenty-three. But three and one in their last four. That means they were three and twenty-two. Um I just don't want them to lose 100, 120 games. I mean, I just don't want to, they're not going to win anything. They're not going to win anything. But I just don't lose 120 games. Let's look at our division leaders here. Because we're in the, we're in the middle of May now. We've got a sample size of about 30 games per team. Uh, the New York Mets are 20 and 10. They are in first place in the National League East. I did pick them to go to the playoffs this year. But I didn't pick them to win the division. I picked Atlanta. Mets are the only team with a winning record in the East. They have a six-game lead over the Braves, who are 14 and 16. Uh, Pete Alonso's been great. The pitching staff, the guy you don't hear about is Bassett. Uh, I keep wanting to call him Claude Bassett. I know that's not his name. It's Chris Bassett. <laughs> uh, he's been fantastic. Max Scherzer still Max Scherzer. Jacob DeGrom hasn't pitched yet. The bullpen's been great. Pete Alonzo's hitting. Francisco Lindor is hitting. The uh, the speedsters in that lineup, Nemo is one of them. He's hitting. And the Mets are good. I mean, there's really no other way to say it. Mets are good. National League Central, it's Milwaukee. We, we know it's going to be Milwaukee. I mean, I feel like I feel like we can put it in stone. 
I feel like we can say, you know what? Nobody's getting out of that division except Milwaukee. Let's just – why even play? The Cubs, the Reds, the Pirates, they're going nowhere fast. The Cardinals are 16-12. and 12. I don't know how long that lasts. They got a lot of flaws in that lineup. Uh, the Brewers are 19-11. and 11. They got a two-game lead in the division. They got the best pitching in the division. They may have the best pitching in the National League, although Brandon Woodruff has struggled. He's the number two guy. The Reds beat him up last night, 10-5. to 5. He struggled. Uh, Freddie Peralta will go tonight against Cincinnati. Tyler Green or um, Hunter Green, the rookie, will go for the Reds. He's a highly touted rookie, top draft pick, but he's one in four with an 871 ERA. You can throw it 100 miles an hour every time. If it doesn't move, big league hitters are going to hit it. And that's what Hunter Green is learning the hard way early this season. Uh, 640, by the way, Milwaukee, Cincinnati tonight. Reds fans, I suggest you watch because they're hot right now, and that's maybe the only time all year. National League West, as expected, the Dodgers are in the lead. Obviously, I picked them to uh, go to the World Series. They're 19-8. and They got the best record in the league. No surprise here. Padres are a game and a half back. They're 19-11. and Giants are 17-12. Everybody in that division is over 500. Even the fifth-place Diamondbacks are 16-14. and 14. And they're getting great pitching, and they're winning a bunch of games. They won again last night. They beat Miami 4-3. to three. That's a pretty good Miami team. They, they're 8-2 and two in their last 10. Nobody had – the same people that had Rich Strike winning the Derby had the Arizona Diamondbacks winning the National League West. So Mets, Brewers, Dodgers right now on top in their division. I, I had all three of them in the playoffs. Um, and I'm going to brag about my American League picks too. Why not? The Yankees are 20-8. and eight. They are uh, they have the best record in baseball at 20-8. and eight. Uh, They beat Texas 1-0 yesterday. Nestor Cortez, who you've never heard of, best pitcher you've never heard of, had a no-hitter for the Yankees for seven and a third innings last night. Didn't get the win. The Yankees got to run the bottom of the eighth to win it one nothing over the Rangers. But they're twenty and eight. Rays are in second at eighteen and twelve. Blue Jays not far behind, seventeen and thirteen. Those are the three teams in that division. I had the Blue Jays and Yankees in the playoffs. In the Central, it's the Minnesota Twins, my Minnesota Twins, that I called at the beginning of the year. They're eighteen and eleven. They're winning a lot of one run games. A lot of one-run games. Uh, the Guardians, Cleveland Guardians, 15-14. and 14. What a game last night. The White Sox led Cleveland 8-2 to two going to the top of the ninth last night. Cleveland got six runs in the ninth. Josh Naylor had eight RBIs after the eighth inning last night for Cleveland. He hit a grand slam in the ninth, a three-run homer in the 11th. Cleveland beat the White Sox 12-9 in 11 last night. Uh, White Sox are disappointing 14 and 14. And in the West, my LA Angels, who I picked to go to the World Series, 20 and 11. Shohei Otani hit a couple of homers, including a grand slam last night. Trout homered. And I said it those guys stay healthy, they're going to win a lot of games. Bats baseball tonight, 635 first pitch, 605 pregame. You can join Nick Curran and I guess Jim Kelch is with him. All the action tonight, right here on the Big X.
Thanks for listening. Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big Guy.